Welcome to The Rulebook. I'm your host, Alex Palmer, and I'm the queen of learning things the hard way so you don't have to. On this podcast, we're talking about the mistakes I made and the lessons I learned along the way to create the rules I now live by. On each episode, we're going to be discussing a new rule, how it came about, why I created it, and how you can apply it in your own life. So let's get into it. Welcome to episode number eight. You can see I'm in a new space, and I also have another human being with me. This is my first guest ever. So let's give a welcome to Daniel Napolitano. Hello. hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Danny is an actor. He's a singer. Are you a songwriter too? Yeah. Yeah, songwriter. Yeah. And he is a martial arts two-time world champion. <laughs> and I got that right because we were struggling with that originally it's because it is a mouthful yes. to explain Danny. Full disclosure, <laughs> Danny and I went to acting school together like... 500 years ago i think and a half yeah but we really did not know each other alex was way too cool for me in acting school she would (laughs) walk around flowing her hair and i remember she would walk in the hall and i would say hi alex and then she would keep walking so these are all lies um so we're Um, off to a great start you have done a lot since i first met you back in acting school yeah you moved to la you had a song out (laughs) yeah (laughs) so talk to me what have you been up to danny bouncing back from the pandemic like everybody else uh i go back and forth from la and new york a lot so uh these next couple months i'll be in uh new york back mm-hmm. where I belong is um, from here born and raised um, yes that's also why you're a guest <laughs> yeah only New Yorkers Literally right two, now <laughs> two New Yorkers pretty much uh, my story is I started martial arts like you said when I was like 15 years old I, I won two world titles and um, there was this like really cool pocket of the internet that encouraged everybody to be an influencer like before that became a, a normal thing uh, I pretty much got in with this group of youtubers that would go to different cities and meet their followers had like 200,000 followers when I was like 17 um had to deal with gap uh got hacked it all got deleted oh my god yeah and by the time I met you I was like uh bouncing back back from that yeah (laughs) more or less okay if you had to pick one thing like out of that whole list uh what's your first love my first love commercials quick day so acting uh oh yeah for sure I think, nah, I would say martial arts, honestly. Really? Yeah, because okay. there's so much, like, uh, good uh, lessons from that that carried over into the arts for me. Yeah. Um, I think, as you know, anybody that does this, uh, you got to be a little bit insane, and you got to have yeah. somewhat of a backbone to navigate through this. And uh, I like that. I feel like that should be a rule. <laughs> yeah, have a backbone. Rule number one, have a backbone. No. <laughs> rule number one, you have to be insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's All right, like... <laughs> that, that's a good first rule. That's like just a given. Yeah, you know? I think you do have to be insane to <laughs> go into the arts, like yeah. because there's not a lot of money to be made, especially initially. No, you there's gotta... a lot of competition. Yeah, and there's a lot of nepotism. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. everything's kind of working against you. Um, yes, and you got to be a narcissist in your own way. Um, I guess gotta love I don't know. So I feel like that... artists have to be like empaths really yes <laughs> eventually become an empath maybe I, for a kid like me that started off with all that like uh attention mm-hmm. uh, i definitely got into it for the wrong reasons um oh okay yeah for it took the girls me, and like yeah for the for the babes obviously <laughs> yeah that's why i'm here now <laughs> right um but you're doing great Danny. <laughs> thank you i'm working <laughs> amazing yeah so i moved out to la in 2019 um as soon as i got adjusted i literally 
got into a car accident that like put mm. me out for a few weeks, and then as oh soon my God. as I got better, I looked on the news and said lockdown for it three was weeks. COVID. And, yeah, so that was that. That sucks. Um, and that's when I like you know all this downtime acting was you know very dry and yeah you know everybody know. was faking like they were still busy and everything yeah and i'm doing a self-tape yeah and like no you're fucking not you're like, practicing a monologue and you're, you're fucking filming yourself but doing okay. background work and like showing <laughs> yeah, off the exactly and exactly um can i swear on this podcast? of course yeah okay good thank because yeah. i uh tend to what do you think you learned like thus far i know you're like still early on in your acting career mm. because you are like how old are you I'm 26. I'm 26. Okay. Yeah, I feel so about to 100. me, that's a baby. Yeah, I know. But it's all right. No, I think I'm an you're old soul. Okay. Yeah. Me too. But I think you're like in the you're in the thick of it. Like I feel like this is a time yeah. where I learned a lot of my own lessons, yeah. and like I went through like literal shit. <laughs> so like everything was just an uphill battle. Yeah. So has that been in your experience? Like, what's been like the most challenging part of like all? It can be from acting or like. Uh, for me, like, growing up, I was always in different friend groups, um, mm-hmm. like, drastically different than each other, which is, like, really great for character building, but uh, something that I struggled with for a long time was the opinions of people that I held close to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, right over there. Yeah, I, like I said, getting into it for the sake of attention really drove me for a lot of years, so any time... Okay. Uh, somebody wasn't approving of my choices because I wanted okay. to be like the jack of all trades. Like I was really, and I still am, like encouraging that to be part of my brand. Like I'm, I'm the athlete, like a quadruple and then I'm the actor. Threat. Yes, yeah. I want to be the most threats, uh, the biggest threat um, <laughs> that <laughs> that's out there. I like that too as a rule. Yeah, be I, the biggest threat you can be. All these, uh, all this content on the internet about embracing this time of your life, I just, I'm, I'm kind of running with it. And even outside of the arts, too, I like the first thing that they uh, taught us in Strasbourg, at least for me, mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, get used to not acting, which I always mm-hmm. thought that was like a peculiar. I was like, well, what the hell am I here for? You know? Right. Um, but it's re- it's true with life. It's a heart monitor, and you gotta just embrace the down. And when you're down in the arts, for me, I would move on to like building like a marketing agency or like freelancing i, I worked in a in a woodworking factory i teach yeah. karate you know like typical actor just shit. hustler shit yeah you know, like you just got to keep grinding I, you know as cliche as that is this is not going to be one of those but so fun. when did it turn that you realized oh i'm doing these things for attention and oh these people's opinions are carrying too much weight on my back like what did you have a specific like aha moment where you realized like Actually, I need to take my power back from these people. Yeah. Um, well, I, I would say that's still like somewhat of a fight. I, I okay. think. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's normal for everybody. I think <laughs> yeah. like we all say we don't care what other people think of us. Yeah. But we kind of do. I definitely do. I wear it on my side. I don't pretend to like not. Okay. I absolutely value the opinions of people that I love. But um, I think to answer your question was when I lost my social media. Like having a platform okay. at a young age is like a lot of uh, pressure on the brain. It's a lot of like, oh my God, I'm so special. And then when you take that away from somebody, it becomes like, oh, I'm, you know. Do you lose your identity? Yeah, for some reason, our generation, uh, I'm gonna say our, just cause sure. I, I'm gonna. Are you a millennial? I'm, uh, yes I am. Matter I don't fact. Know. I'm not Gen Z, I'll tell you know. that much. Hell no, Put what? in the comments no, below I... if you think Danny's a millennial or a Gen Z. I'm 50 years old, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Our generation, for some reason, uh, encourage, or like, 
was really against the idea of being normal. And I get what they mean. Like, okay. everybody is supposed to feel special, but our, you know, generation throw in a little bit of this became, like, professional narcissist, and it became, like, this integral part of us. And I, I don't know. I just, that fall from grace, like, really made me reevaluate, like, do I even like acting? And then I realized I did. I, mm-hmm. you know, putting a smile on somebody's face or, or making them feel something in the moment, like, really spoke to me. I, I like the idea of distracting people um, from their day. I don't know. It's just right. No, I, I totally relate to that because, <laughs> yeah. like, growing up, the one thing that I could do to, uh, like, control any aspect of, like, other people around me, such as, like, my family or my mom, was to make them laugh. Yeah. So, like, to be entertaining, to, like, change their mood, that there's, like, a lot of power in that. Yeah. And so I think that is why I gravitated to towards, like, being an entertainer, performer, whatever. And a good one at that. Yeah, and hopefully, like, <laughs> and that's why I like comedy, too. Yeah. Mostly, yeah, because it, it, there's so much power in being able to, like, put a smile on someone's face. Not to, that sounds so fucking cheesy. <laughs> I'm not, like, Ronald McDonald over here, but yeah, you, okay. you guys know what I mean. To, like, make some make somebody's day better, and especially when you're a little kid and, like, you're making your mom feel better. That's, that's Yeah. It's cool. like sad clown shit. It's great. Sad clown shit. <laughs> it's awesome. No, but that's honestly the answer. I just like really found power in that moment. Um, so ultimately, you think it was a good thing? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm here now talking to you, right? right. So it can't be yes. too bad. Yes, and this podcast is Very about blessed. the lessons we learned from the mistakes we made. This is the rule book. Yes. I'm, I'm, How did your account get hacked? Um, Do you know? Yeah, I know. I know exactly know. Um, so it's actually, a, this is actually a kind of a crazy story. Um... I was doing this meet and greet tour and I was, you know, piggybacking off these other With the YouTuber people. Yeah, for okay. the YouTubers. And uh, <laughs> I, I would take pictures with, you know, I started to develop my own fan base off that a mm-hmm. little bit just because they would recognize me from like shows and yeah. whatever. And I would do these crazy flips. So it, it was very, I, I was sold quickly with that group. Okay. Um, I took a picture with this one girl uh, and she had a... I don't even think he was her boyfriend. It was just this kid that was madly in love with her, that was insanely good on the computer. Um, hacked me, took my stuff, you know, asked for like 50,000 in Bitcoin and what? Well, I'm going to delete it. Uh, you know, obviously, you I'm like, fuck it? you. You're like, yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't feel like uh, I didn't have my wallet on me that day. So, um, okay. And then months later, I get a call from my local. Um, detective if you will that really said, you went to the nypd about this or was it the LAPD? they came to me about it because they saw my information on this kid's hard drive long story short he tried to hack the pentagon and what got caught we found who he was his his parents like kicked him out uh he was like stealing money from his own family it was like this really fucked up story yeah. that by the time uh it all came to light. I was just like, You were just oh, like collateral damage. Yeah, that. whatever, you know. Uh, That's crazy. I was about to sign off on this big clothing brand deal uh, for like six figures and I But lost because it. you lost the... No platform. It, it wasn't a mutual... And totally understandable, you know. they. Mm-hmm. I had no audience to yeah. sell it to. So in their mind, they were like, what's the point of this investment? So going from like... I was on MTV's like uh, Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Like I did... Whatever, I couple hundreds of thousands of views with vine and that whole area yeah i remember vine um and then yeah it it was this uptick and then it just came to a screeching halt and ironically when i started school so it was really oh really you want to you really want to be an actor let's find out 
Okay. And now, how's your social media accounts? It's cool. Um, you have a following. Yeah, I have a little over 50,000. Um, I actually took like a hiatus off of social media for maybe like maybe like two years. A lot of my content has been like me doing these extreme flips. And it, mm-hmm. it's the sport called tricking. And it's like this underground um, acrobatic sport with okay. like this airtight community. And um, and it's really impressive to the naked, naked eye. Um, yeah. So it's worked to like keep me alive in that sense but um with like putting myself out there or talking or keep you alive on social media you mean yeah numbers wise you know but ultimately this year i'm i'm looking to be more um in front of the camera and so you want to do like sketches and stuff or like just everything really um my my family owns a a pizzeria so we're thinking about doing a little uh cooking show and stuff just a little bit of everything yeah why not we're in that age why not yeah record record. just like document everything because i watch those videos on tiktok too and it's like the social media strategist girls and they're like everything is content yeah i I think that's a trap in itself too though personally yeah like the whole like posting three times a day uh for seven days a week i that's just like to build their platform more than actually uh like tiktok the reason why it got popular really was because everybody got um this like influx of traffic and it made everybody feel special right and then once tiktok got big they essentially rug pulled that and now Mm -hmm. everyone's fighting for the algorithm as you know i I imagine you (laughs) you understand quite well yeah so yeah so uh after acting whatever i just i moved out to los angeles and uh during the pandemic, I had my, like, uh, mental breakdown, like everybody did. Come uh, to Jesus moment. Yeah, I had my uh, platinum blonde hair, and I oh, really? was trying to be Machine Gun Danny, you know? <laughs> and uh, How'd that work out for you? It was great. Yeah? <laughs> um, yeah, we made this uh, joke rap song called Getting Rowdy. Um, the idea behind it was to be as crass as possible. Um, okay. Coming from martial arts background, community, a lot of... Uh, athletes are picture perfect holier than thou can do no wrong type thing and i think there's like they have to be squeaky clean yeah i think there's just that type of person but with uh sports uh specifically it's very saturated in that right where everyone's just you know like uh too perfect and i don't know i i remember waking up one day and just kind of being fed up with it because i knew these people on a personal level and they're out you know okay. drinking or you know just whatever like doing the opposite that they're, yeah i i don't know why i felt this way i think it was also just uh my own insecurity about the world uh yeah you know so i was like all right fuck it i'm, I'm gonna cancel myself essentially and say all these like terribly you know but just... people liked it and it wound up being a frat <laughs> like anthem and i loved it and it was a frat anthem more or less oh yeah it's God. definitely not a church christmas song but uh you know it was a nice foot in the door and my uh one of my friends his name's g space he uh he tours all over the country and mm-hmm. he brought me out for a couple shows uh and we got to do like a performance in front of like 5,000 people and there was fire and I had my like moment of of looking like a, so a cool. rock star um and it's cool I just uh, it made me open the door for like making music even if it's joke or serious and right I got a project coming out called phases and it's supposed to be like phases of the moon and they're all going to be different uh, genres from each other because i'm also trying to shop what works right now i don't know if necessarily the joke type songs work better than the you know than the rock than the club than the you know so yeah and i also just have never seen it 
Yeah. Um, so you're like having like a diverse portfolio of songs. More or less, <laughs> yeah. Like, and if it doesn't, you know, like, and if only one type of song works, then like, okay, we'll double down on that, you know. And if uh, mm-hmm. then it'll be a funny thing to just say, like, remember that time we have that, like, you know. Yeah. So I think that's cool. So you're born and raised in New York City, Brooklyn, baby. Brooklyn boy. Yes, ma'am. Do you have a New York City rule? <laughs> um, don't take anything personal. Um, and it's okay to like disagree with people. I, I think, uh, you know, the whole I'm walking here thing yeah. is like, I think what they're really trying to say is it's okay to like demand your space at times because everybody else is doing it anyway. When I, when I got to LA, I was very much, um, in your face, like, Oh, you know, like let's, let's work together today type of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, only here is that accepted is what I've come to learn. I think. All right, L.A. for me, and, and again, this is just my experience. Some people go to L.A. and they swear it's like paradise, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the city's built on narcissism. Everybody is a winner there. There are no losers. Where New York... Uh, We're all fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but more or less. Like, nah, it's just there's no disconnect here with that. There's no yeah. social um, being too good for, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk to the CEO the way you talk to the janitor here. Right. I don't know if you saw my, um, I did like a one act play called on, I don't even remember. It was like the six or the six train. And I did it at Strasbourg and it was just a reading of it. And it was just about like the different characters you see on the subway. And I think the subway is like a really interesting place because everyone's on the subway. Yeah. Like the rich lady, the businessman. You know, you like all different income brackets, and yeah. like the the train literally travels through different neighborhoods, which have, you know, different, different reputations, statuses, and, and, and yeah, exactly. Um, so I think New York City and the subway in general is such a great equalizer. <laughs> yeah. So it is true. Going back to what you said, like here we're not all winners. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I mean? Because we're all kind of like battling this city collectively yeah. in our own way, whatever that is. Okay, so what would you say the rule is then? Like, what's your rule then? Because we, I feel like we covered like five different rules in this episode. Be like water. Take shape to every room you're in. Um, and understand that like not every room is for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that doesn't mean you got to sit there in the corner with a puss on your face. But, mm-hmm. you know, like embrace embrace it. I don't know. I, I like being him you know that mm-hmm. that guy in a lot of rooms who doesn't <laughs> but i'm also really inspired by like learning from people that you know or, or feeling like the small fish in the room sometimes you know i think there's a lot to learn from that but yeah definitely this new culture of you got it figured out or you have to have it all figured out. like i don't mind talking to people and be like go oh, i don't know put me on you know yeah. I don't, I don't know if that was it. It was Khloe Kardashian. She was like, if I'm the <laughs> smartest person in the room, I want to be in another room. <laughs> Even though they got burned for that moment. Would you put a bumper sticker on a Bentley? <laughs> on a Ferrari. Yeah, you're not one thing. Don't feel like you're boxed into anything. Try something new. Fall on your face, you know? Yeah. Uh, now, like, I'm also a hypocrite in, like, I hate publicly failing. So I, I would rather Who fail behind. Who the fuck likes publicly failing? <laughs> yeah. But I've been, but I've done it already a lot of my like come up has been on like fail videos too like i was on ridiculousness for like oh yeah i think i saw they were because they're funny because i'm an idiot and i did a flip <laughs> and, and i landed or, like, into whatever. a girl's butt by okay. an accident and it was like oh my god yeah great you know i george that lopez would get a lot of views <laughs> repost me you know like, oh, really stupid shit you know what i mean but yeah just so nothing mistakes. is that 
nothing's that serious. That's a trending sound on TikTok right now. Oh, uh, is it nothing's that serious? It was never that serious. I think that's how it goes. It's never that serious. So and last question. Ooh, I'm ready. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? <laughs> Grow the fuck up. No. Um hmm, it would probably be you're doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I was really hard on myself like in the teen years and I always felt like I needed to prove a point and I never really knew what that point was. It was always just kind of like, look at me, look at me. Okay. Um, and I even have friends uh, in my circle that still have that perception of me. Like they think I'm this like attention hungry like thing and rightfully so, mm -hmm. honestly. But um, yeah, just I, I think I would give myself a pat on the back a little bit more. Well, no. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't give myself any credit to this no. day. <laughs> no, and and you shouldn't, but <laughs> you, know, you should never give yourself credit Not until it's time credit. to. You know. I mean, you have to be kind. To it's yourself. like charging your phone. Like if you're if you're at That's ninety true. percent, it's not really time to plug it in. Not yet. I guess. If you want to be extra, sure. Yeah. But. When it's like 5%, 10%, time. you have to plug it in. Right. You know, that's not the time to start making FaceTime calls and take 100 Snapchats, you know? And I think, although that's a metaphor, it, it's absolutely true. That's what Facts. 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 Bars. Okay. Thank you so much Thank for, you for having coming me. on the podcast. You did amazing. Thank you. Yes. Okay, guys. So, you know the drill. Follow me <laughs> at Serious Actress on all my social medias. Follow Danny, too. At yourself. Daniel Napolitano. It's the rule book. Yes, this is a rule book. Uh, we have, I have, new episodes every Monday, so come back. She'll tell have a cooler guests, I promise. I'll have a better guest next week. <laughs> Way better. Just, just kidding, it might just be me. But tell a friend to tell a friend to check out the rule book. Bye, guys. Like, subscribe. Goodbye. Like, and subscribe. Bye.